Thanks for tuning in to NL News Day, Friday, August the 6th. Now, as we sit here, we're about one month away from school getting back in session. Of course, that includes post-secondary institutions. As COVID cases rise, are there any plans in the works to help protect those seeking a higher education? Well, Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry didn't have much new to add when she was asked about just that yesterday. We are working with them to find out what are the best, most important things. I think what is critical, and I've said this repeatedly, is that we're not denying people an education because of their immunization status. So there's a whole bunch of factors that need to be uh, taken into account there. One is where people are coming from, making sure there's access to vaccines, access to vaccines at the place, at universities, and we're working on those and how that can happen effectively and efficiently and there there needs to be provisions for people who cannot be immunized even though they may be a small number of people and provisions for what we're going to do in those settings when we have uh, increased uh, community transmission which is going to happen all right so i guess not a whole lot of planning in place at this point in time a lot of conversations sound like they're being held but nonetheless, no real concrete differences uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, people can go to university. They don't have to be vaccinated. They're not going to have to wear masks, all of that stuff. That's how I understand it. But let's, let's hear from the source, shall we? Thompson Rivers University. What are they going to be doing to keep people safe from surging COVID-19 cases, particularly of now with the knowledge that most cases that are new are occurring in those who are age 20 to 40, that age group of people who I would imagine would be most likely to attend university? Well, for more, happy to welcome to the program the risk management lead at Thompson Rivers University, Steve Pottle. Steve, thanks for the time. How are you doing today? We're doing fine. Thanks for asking. Well, appreciate you taking the time. Um, so what is kind of the the main message i would suppose to help keep students safe here this year because uh, maybe we should start with the whole conversation around vaccines they're not going to be mandatory as we know they're not mandatory in the general population and from all indications it doesn't sound like universities post-secondary institutions in bc will be given the authority to implement any kind of their own mandate around vaccinations Right. And I think what's important is that um, we have and will continue to be aligned with uh, Dr. Henry and uh, the PHO office in terms of how we are going to uh, operate come the fall. We have been in lockstep, if you will, and in constant um, uh, dialogue with with her office and her support team to make sure that uh, not only the restart for uh, fall 2021, but even before that, when we were doing the you know the um, other uh, COVID protocols, we were always in sort of working with and cooperating with uh, the PHO. And in, in the and in the case of uh, fall 2021, it's it's going to essentially be the same. We have what we call a uh, COVID return to campus guidelines, which is across the uh, public sector, uh, post-secondary sector. And that has informed us in terms of our processes uh, to plan for a safe uh, return and healthy return for our community come uh, come the fall. And I think that what that includes is um, being aware of what preventative measures everyone, and this isn't just students, it's everyone who comes on a campus, uh, faculty, staff, and students need to do to ensure that we have a transition to you know what we would call good safety measures to reduce the transmission of communicable diseases uh, within our community, not just COVID-19. 
Now, we know that a number of uh, universities in the United States, a number of universities in Ontario, I believe as well, are are having, you know, mandatory vaccination rules. So I know TRU is not going that way, but has there been conversation at least among uh, post-secondary institutions within the province of BC to even consider that as, as an option? I know the PHO not going to be recommending it. I'm just curious if those conversations were held at all. Um, I can't really speak to if those conversations were held. I just know that... Um, we again have been following the guidance and i think it is up to each province and each jurisdiction to make those decisions and i think in bc we have done um well to sort of keep to uh what we are finding to be the appropriate you know course of action for us in the in, the, in bc and in you know in the interior of bc as well certainly there's going to be some um some uh, jurisdictions that are just feeling that it is appropriate and obviously guided by assumed public health to make those decisions about mandatory vaccinations, mandatory masking. But again, here in BC, uh, we feel that the other measures such as making sure that you stay home if you're not well, uh, getting the vaccination are sort of the keys to a successful return. What about uh, physical distancing in terms of classrooms? Are you going to be able to just fill a classroom to its max capacity as it was prior to COVID-19? Is that the plan as things stand right now? Or are there some adjustments being made to try to space people out? Or, or what are the thoughts that are going on with that? And that was probably one of the first questions that came up from a lot of the, uh, the universities and colleges and institutes. Can we actually go back to a full capacity? And again, Dr. Henry and her, and her team of health professionals say, absolutely, you can go back to full capacity. I guess, you know, do, do you, have you heard from any students at this point? Have, have students been come, come, you know, messaging you, calling the, this university, wondering what protections are in place just to get sort of a, a more detailed plan specific to the school? Like, have you heard a lot of concerns from students? Because I imagine they're particularly those who probably are vaccinated and are worried about those who might be coming unvaccinated. They might have a little bit of concern about intermingling with them inside of a school. Oh, absolutely. We've certainly heard from, from our students. We've heard from the parents of students and guardians of the students. And we've heard from, you know, our own community staff, et cetera, et cetera, about, you know, uh, how can we ensure our own safety, given that we are going to be sort of going back to what was sort of pre-COVID situations. And we have made um, a lot of efforts to, in, to ensure that we have communicated why we are doing what we are doing. We have had the, you know, we've had Dr. Bonnie Henry on a town hall twice, uh, one strictly dedicated for students and then one to uh, administrators. We've also had, uh, you know, Dr. Carol Fenton, our MHO in town, also do the same. And she has been able to, both of them have been able to provide the information that students need to better understand why decisions have been made at the universities. And that includes, you know, um, no need for masks. It is a, now a personal choice at TRU. Uh, we will support individuals when it comes to uh, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Um, but when you think back to the early days where we needed to be the six feet apart, the two meters apart, mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, as Dr. Henry said, was put into place as a blunt instrument simply because they didn't know what they were dealing with. As more information has become available, as they know better as to how the COVID, you know, COVID has transmitted, as vaccinations numbers have increased, we can move away from some of those big blunt error, uh, blunt uh, decisions about keeping people distance, reducing capacity, ensuring that everyone's wearing masks, that you're behind barriers, and make it a little bit more um, 
necessary for the exact issues that we're dealing with. And so we are putting other things in place. I mean, we are promoting hand washing. We have lots of hand sanitizer stations coming on, on campus. We're putting up some new signs and screws that people understand that if you're not feeling well, you really need to to uh, to stay home and we're making sure that students feel accommodated and supported if they make that decision and the same with our staff and our faculty and it's it it's adjusting our ventilation to make sure that communicable disease prevention our best practices are being met supporting vaccinations making sure that um, we have access to vaccines we'll have you know we're going to fully support our students and anybody who wants to go over to the TCC to get a vaccination. Uh, we also intend to have a pop-up clinic at our back-to-school barbecue, I think it's on September 10th, which will allow anybody who wants to get a vaccine to get a vaccine. So there's a lot of good work that has been done and we're constantly making sure that people understand what we are doing and it's communicated broadly. Has there been any talk around athletics and, and any potential rules coming into play there? Uh, like if I wanted to come and watch a TRU basketball game this fall, is that something that is an option to the public? Will it be students only? Is there a limit in capacity? Has, has any rules been coming up around you know, being able to, to watch some of the athletic programs that are at uh, TRU here? Right. So very much like the BC four-step restart plan, the universities and colleges and institutes have a, a similar restart plan. So come September 7th, which is essentially the beginning of school, we're going to be in that step four, which will allow for normal, normal social contact, normal sports and events and concerts, pubs and, and that sort of thing, student group activities and events, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, um, I anticipate that you know, come uh, when we'll be able to bring the wolf packs back into into uh, into the campus and have them uh, playing other teams from across the, the province, then spectators will certainly be welcome. All right. Um, is, is there any concern about the possibility of step four being delayed and that potentially altering some of the plans? I think most of what you have said so far will fall in line, whether it's step three or step four at this point. But there is, of course, a possibility as we're sitting here a month out from that date, right, that September 7th date when we might move on to step four with the surge in cases, they might delay that move. Obviously, I can't predict the future here, but does that play into anything? Does that factor into some of the uh, rules that might come into play? Well, I mean, I guess if, if, if the province delays step four, then we're still in this step three, which essentially means that certain restrictions are still in place. Will there be varsity sports? Yes, there'll be varsity sports. Would there be uh, spectators? Probably not. Right, right. Uh, or a reduced number. So, yeah, right now we are in that sort of transitional period of, uh, of sort of leaving behind what was um, our, probably our most restrictive measures. And we're in a, in a situation now where um, capacity isn't so much the issue, but I'm ensuring that um, we have all the, uh, the safety protocols. So we are in step three, and until yeah. step four starts up, which we hope obviously is in September 7th, we're, we will stay as on the course that we're in right now. Uh, I guess final question, um, enhanced cleaning practices. Uh, I, I know there has been a lot of work that's been going on to make sure there's, I don't know if there's more custodial staff, but they're definitely seeming to work harder over the course of COVID-19. Is that something that would remain in place as well, just to ensure that surfaces are clean as, as possible when, when uh, there's, you know, a lot of students walking around? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, high-touch services will certainly be cleaned, um, but I think we're also making sure that we have, you know, high-efficiency filters added to our building ventilation systems. Um, we have fresh air coming in as much as possible. Granted, we're in a smoky season right now, so <laughs> yeah. that does kind of challenge us in terms of, um, 
of, of people's comfort levels. But um, yeah, it, it is really about hygiene, regardless if it's, you know, um, a personal hygiene, if it's uh, a, a building hygiene, we're making sure that, you know, the place is as clean as possible and having those uh, support staff available to clean as, as needed as, as well. I think that's all for now, Steve, unless you have uh, anything else that you wanted to add here before I let you go or something we maybe missed that uh, is worth touching on. I guess the only thing that I'd like to end on is the fact that, um, you know, we are all in for September 7th restart uh, of, of campus life. And, um, you know, it really is going to be on the individual to take personal responsibility for their health, uh, to take those steps to ensure that they're their fellow students, their fellow faculty, their fellow uh, employees are, are supported. It's going to be a very, you know, it's going to be a different time. I think we're, it's an exciting time, but people are still going to be worried. But I think we have spent months in the planning and uh, we, uh, you know, we're excited to have our students back and our students want to be back. Our international students want to be back. The faculty, you know, for the majority, I would say, want to be back teaching in front of their students. Staff want to be back. This university works well when we are fully staffed and populated, and I'm looking forward to that because, uh, you know, we've been away too long and um, for the right reasons, but it's time to come back, and we're looking forward to having everybody back. Absolutely. Well, Steve, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I do hope everything goes smoothly here when September 7th rolls around, but thanks so much for your time here today. Thanks, Jeff. Great to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Steve Pottle right there, risk management lead at Thompson Rivers University. So.